the first thing I kind of got thinking about um, surrounding this question um, was kind of like the the contrast with I sometimes am kind of tempted to go into this maybe more um, enlightenment kind of view of, of God and science of kind of like oh um, the universe is so perfectly ordered and God is such like a, a lawgiver who makes everything so uh, simplistic and elegant and and we can describe uh, the planets with just th- this this the simple uh, elegant something we can write on paper um well I think some of the kind of scientific theories we've been seeing more um in the the last couple hundred years like for example um quantum mechanics offers kind of like huge question of of kind of some things we cannot know and some things are kind of undetermined and I think that um kind of challenges this idea of like oh everything is perfectly ordered or or everything is like uh perfectly predictable uh kind of this a bit maybe mm, almost more this thought that um god just winded up a clock and everything just went deterministic in motion kind of a thing um and so i think it does leave more space for um under like it, it changes maybe a bit of like oh maybe god has also different processes that are maybe not all just um set in stone or um kind of maybe there's more space to to um to involve a bit more of an undetermined amount and this into things and kind of questions about okay what does that look like and what um I don't know I think that's really interesting and then kind of connected to that in of course we've been talking a lot about emergence and kind of things kind of emerging and and the environment having an impact on um the, the like it's like the sum of things is is different than than um like it's a lot of things is different than just the sum of the parts and how the environment affects that. And I think that's also something I found really interesting kind of in respect to thinking of, oh, um, how is kind of the, the the surrounding we live in kind of affected by it? Yeah, the environment kind of not just being the sum of its parts. And um, there's a bit more of a, people in science sometimes talk a bit more of like, consideration for causal openness kind of instead of causal closure of everything has just like a clear cause and effect and it's just closed there's a bit more of like um openness into okay well we don't know exactly how that all comes together and I think that's really interesting particularly actually kind of coming from a theistic perspective um but it's definitely a bit different Hmm. so those those ideas in physics lead you to see god or, or wonder like oh could that show us who god is yeah yeah and of course it's not like a a a, a key a clear um kind of it must be this or the other but I, I, it's something that kind of is it's just uh quite an interesting thing to wonder and um yeah there's a, a couple of authors who've written about more that i haven't read very much of but i want to read more um <laughs> hmm. I know, I think John Polkinghorne has written a bit about this kind of idea of uh, causal openness. You had said kind of near the end that you think science and faith can thrive together, working together. 
And so then I guess I'm curious, what is the point where science and faith don't thrive as well together? This, uh, um, I think the, the answer I kind of have for this question is maybe not like a, they completely conflict, but I find it difficult to know how to, to handle the two. And actually in our breakout room, we talked about it a little bit. Um, and as kind of when it comes to questions of like, oh, is this a miracle or are, are miracles possible? I find it, um, I, I do have a uh, belief that miracles are possible, but I also don't want to kind of play God of the gaps with this idea that, oh, as long as we don't have a scientific explanation, we just say, oh, God did it. And I, I really want to be uh, careful uh, in, 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 in doing that because um, you could always ask, well, is it a miracle because it was a coincidence, but it actually just had a natural process or was it actually supernatural? Um, or, or is it that, uh, you know, there's, so there's all these kind of things in between. And I find that an area where I find it tricky to um, um, involve kind of, um, I don't, I feel like the, like our, but my belief in God should not stop me from trying to find natural answers, if that makes sense. Mm. And I think that's a, a kind of an interesting place of, of of tensions where I think some people find it frustrating if if uh, people don't want to to maybe pursue scientific answers as much because they're like oh well it could be just be a miracle or or something along those lines uh, I don't know if that makes sense as an answer but I think that's kind of one area I find it uh, a, it's an interesting area but I find it people know how to navigate that wisely mm. cool thanks uh okay james yours is next cool yeah thanks sarah uh very interesting uh talk um just you know hopefully well hope we get a chance to chat about this more at some point um but um yeah i really liked the analogy that you gave about um kind of the idea of these overlying maps like you said there's like a geography map and a political map or whatever and you you kind of overlie them and there's these places like these rivers or, or mountains or whatever, where suddenly the two things really start to line up. I wondered when you think about those things, like um, sort of what 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 view are the mountains or the or the rivers in that analogy? Mm. Yeah, that's a it's a very concrete question. I thought it's quite a difficult one too. Um, I mean, one of the things I kind of mentioned in the talk earlier um, of kind of like oh the the. Um, the idea of like oh there actually is a beginning is what we're finding in science um, is one I find particularly interesting um, as a place where you've got both this kind of meta narrative of, of who are we and and um, and it can kind of overlap with a kind of scientific research um, but I think there can be more um, but I find it it's it can sometimes maybe be tricky to formulate exactly uh, how they overlap or inter uh, sect one one that I found very interesting kind of more coming from um uh, psychology as uh, I remember having a conversation with someone um and we're talking about how in psychology kind of spiritual um involvement is seen as really beneficial for someone's mental health and that in, in her like her 
textbook it talked about even if you're if you're not religious if you consider um getting involved in religious community because scientifically we've shown that this kind of um is beneficial i don't know it's, it's not really from my from my area but it was an area i thought well wow, that's really interesting that that's kind of the advice it's it's giving um yeah and i'm sure i'm sure that there's kind of more that you can kind of ponder upon um and there may be kind of um <laughs> uh, edges to to how far you can take things um but that's some maybe um yeah i also kind of have found the, the concept of entropy very interesting um but um kind of a, it's this order and disorder but um but it's um yeah i don't know this, i'm just still i'm still thinking of, of more things as we go kind of cool thank you anything you'd add to that james or uh no no just interesting to hear cool great uh okay nathan clear yes thanks a lot sarah uh, i really liked your start with the poem and uh i also really like uh yeah all that you explained and the questions you asked um one question i want to ask you is how do you read no that's the other nathan you mentioned that there are reasons to make faith believable and yeah i was wondering is there any reason in particular that made faith believable to you and uh i would actually like to ask one scientific related reason hmm. but also one outside it because i can hmm. imagine that faith is about more than scientific perspective hmm. Hmm. okay yeah okay interesting um um kind of the first kind of things that kind of there's a couple of things that come to mind one is kind of i feel like um in my faith journey it was very important that science and like science was not a barrier uh, of faith. Mm. Um, but um, but um, it may have not necessarily been like the the specific reason for faith. Um, but there are aspects of science that I found kind of really um, compelling. Um, and oh, my battery's not going to make sure. One kind of um, being that um, I really, I really found that this kind of idea of um, what is there to explain, why kind of this, um, this kind of this idea that Stephen Hawking was talking about, very compelling. Of like, what is it that breathes into these equations? Why do we, why do we? Why are we even able to study these things? Why can we marvel? And and I was uh, I was sitting in a class and they were talking about that we were able to discover, um, measure something which was like the 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 change of the like width of a hair length to I think it was like the distance between a star or something like that crazy stuff that we're able to to see and or do. And I think there was part of that that's just kind of to me it's just like this immense immensity of like wow this, this is we're capable of this is how is how can we even like conceive of coming to see some of these things but I think more of what um and kind of that awe and wonder I think really 
played into kind of my my heart and convictions but I think some things that really kind of grasped me out maybe more outside of science were a bit more the witnessing um somebody really change their life um made a huge impact on me when I when I saw someone who I completely didn't expect it necessarily of and I saw that the transformation that they've had in their life in not just their attitude and their character and how they interacted with people and um, the apologies they made. Um, and that really made an impact as me as well. But and, the, and another aspect I think I've been had been doing more research on was kind of the historical aspect, um, because I think that's one area where it's very easy to kind of if we can disprove certain facts about Jesus's life, then Christianity kind of it it doesn't really make sense anymore yeah. but I don't know those are kind of maybe three different very different um uh things that I feel like have contributed um to yeah. where I've gone everything really cool thanks for sharing so it's in physics mainly the awe of how big everything is and how you can discover so many things and I can really imagine that because when you say it, I can also like feel it that it's just more than just numbers, more than facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's nice. And yeah, cool what you shared. And the third one, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Because I'm just interested in yeah, um, historical yeah. proof in that. Yeah, so kind of um, particular historical proofs kind of question. Historical proof looks different than scientific proof kind of mm. um it's more like in a court case kind of a situation but um kind of the questions of um was Jesus a real person um did did he really die did are there, is there enough accounts of him really rising from the dead um kind of what is the historical knowledge we have around that um I think is a kind of a um is is very fundamental to the Christian faith um, and kind of what kind of the early church uh, has written down as well. And um, yeah, there's some, there's really some interesting things about what do historians, whether they are theist or atheist, what they agree on. Um, there's like a, there's five different facts that they kind of, uh, they, they um, agree on, which are really interesting with regards to that. So um um, I feel like that's not maybe that's been a part of okay how do I test this belief does it make sense is there is there um, some type of foundation in that aspect even if there are debates and, and discussions about that um, yeah does that kind of clarify that a little bit more or um, yeah a little bit could you maybe give one example of those five uh, yeah yeah so um kind of one of those is like oh the the fact that Jesus really died is quite a historical um unanimous among um different historians they they all kind of uh, agree on that but also uh the, the fact that there are reported uh people reported having seen him so people may disagree on if they really saw him or if they made up this but they historians do tend to agree that there were reports of of a, um, a large group seeing him after um, he he died, 
And then as well as that, there's um, um, also most historians agree that there was a huge transformation in what happened to the people who were disciples, that they changed their lives completely. And that's like another one of these kind of things that, okay, historians may disagree on a lot of things, but a lot of the consensus is that they agree on uh, the fact that there was a change in how um, the disciples lived out their lives. So yeah, uh, there's a, a few. Very a few. interesting. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Nice. Okay. Uh, next we have Emil. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I apologize that I got a noisy assistant here. <laughs> Um, I see. My question, Sarah, is thank you for the talk. I found it very, uh, really interesting, very deep questions. You, for me, you spoke about um, science, proof, and belief, how they go together. You also spoke about um, the narrative of the creation of the world and how it's been evolved. And I was curious about if you had anything that is fundamental in life or in society uh, based on science that you question. For example, I don't know. For example, maybe it's not good to talk about too much religion here, but <clears throat> why so different religions, for example, and different belief and and different gods and different things, or, or anything else that is fundamental to you. Uh, for example, I feel myself, and I, uh, we spoke with Sterry, that wars, fighting, for me, it doesn't make sense, even, even if it is scientifically proven, the reasons why. So do you have anything that you question in terms of being maybe scientifically proved Proved or no? Mm. Yeah, I find it. Um, so, if I'm understanding the question correct, it's like: Are there things we you observe in the world, say, for example, war or other things, or maybe a scientific fact that you um, that you doubt? Uh, yeah, anything that you that you feel that where we put the faith is maybe where we maybe shouldn't put the faith because two things two things that i told story as well was sometimes i have the faith for example my mother believed in in jesus she doesn't believe too much in maria and that's her faith and, and she puts a hundred percent of the faith on it um, other religions, they believe other things. Um, I don't believe, for example, in those wars, and that, that is maybe it's more a social issue, but that comes also from, from the spirituality of the world, how our spirituality had been a kind of, maybe not manipulated, but influenced in a way that our spirituality drains, and then we put faith, where maybe we shouldn't. So is there anything that you question? I think um, one thing I sometimes do kind of doubt um, is 
um, maybe it's more kind of in my personal faith. Um, sometimes I doubt when I say, oh, wow, God was really at work at that. Sometimes I doubt, okay, is this me thinking God was really at work at that or was this really God be working in that? Um, and and kind of the question of, oh, how do I exactly distinguish between um, those two? Um, I don't know if that's kind of a, an answer, but that's one thing I found, find sometimes kind of difficult and I kind of doubt um, uh, between those. Okay, thank you very much. For the sake of time, I think we'll keep moving. Um, Emil, hopefully that's okay. So, uh, Stella, I have you next. Uh, what did I ask? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you, what place do you give philosophy in this interaction between science and faith? Because I imagine many of the questions you ask uh, are like smack bang in the middle of philosophy. In fact, have entire fields of philosophy dedicated to answering those questions. And they came up with usually especially in philosophy, they usually don't come up with, well, this is your answer. They usually come up with a bunch of options and some of the things they also throw out pretty definitively. But um, how, how, how does that fit into uh, many of the questions you asked and fit into the talk you gave? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Um, in terms of like, I feel like philosophy is 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 a really kind of useful tool in in kind of the discussion between um science and faith and particularly maybe even like the philosophy of religion what are different kind of what how do we make the case for these different things and uh but also looking at what other philosophers have said and 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 how do we what is epistemology how do we know things and and um does that make sense with um um maybe the christian worldview or does it make sense with this other thing or uh ontologically do things actually really exist and how far can we doubt and um so i would say philosophy has a really kind of prominent place in that discussion um i think maybe um and maybe particular like as a as a tool for for discussing and arguing um but also I think there's a lot to be learned from different philosophers. Um, I'm not sure if I would say that philosophy can get you the whole way. Uh, sometimes I feel like philosophy maybe gets us more to kind of scepticism, um, where I feel like, well, we maybe the, sometimes the question is, oh, do we have good enough reasons, even if we don't yeah, know there's still other options, but but do we have sufficient enough to make a, make a call? Um, yeah, I don't know if that is a, is an interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, but if you we think of the answer, but uh, yeah, I find it really. Um, I do feel like philosophy plays a big role in the discussion between science and faith. Cool, cool. Thanks. Is there anything you'd add to that? Um, not not without going on a, a massive tangent. Great, <laughs> great. Okay, uh, as always is the case in these discussion nights, I hope this spurs outside discussions. So Sarah, I will probably make herself yeah, available via WhatsApp or email, or whatever the case may be to hash more things out if, if you have some pushback. Um, let's go on to the other Nathan. 
question. Yeah, hi. Um, so we all uh, also touched on it in the breakout room, but um, well, I'll just make it to the first part of the, of the question. So how do you read the script in, in regards to the making of the universe? Because that's a well, pretty big thing in physics. And it's explained, I, I think, pretty brief in Genesis. It's, there's not a lot of text, I think, to go on in the Bible itself. But then how do you, how do you run with each other? Yeah, that's it. That's all. Um, um, a good question. I think for a long time I didn't like reading or talking about Genesis, but then I feel like since a couple a year or uh, two, three, I've actually really do like talking about um, Genesis one. And um, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of different things going on and a lot to unpack. Um, but. I I think one very important aspect to reading scripture is what we the, the Bible has a lot of different books and all the different books uh, are different types of books. You know, we've got um, letters, uh, we've got testimonies, we've got historical accounts, we've got the Psalms, which is, you know, there's 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 all these different things and kind of questioning what, OK, first of all, what type of uh, what type of work is it that we're reading and how does that change? how we how we do read stuff um i mean i i really like poetry and but a poem i'll read in a very different way than i read my quantum mechanics textbook um uh, but that to be said i learn a lot and i there's a lot of truth contained in a poem and i can't take away some of the things that poem is trying to tell me um even if maybe these things are literal in different ways they both are literal in some sense you know, if if you make an expression of "oh, I'm as uh, so hungry I could I could eat a horse" or something, you you're not actually saying you could eat a horse, but you are saying I'm really hungry, and that's not a, a literalness that you can just wipe away. And so, when I approach Genesis, I I do want to really be careful not to 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 just um, make it say what I want it to say, but I do think we have to be very careful by looking at the nature of the text okay what level of of, of uh literacy is it literalness is is the text saying and what is it really trying to saying and and um what questions is it answering to the people for whom it was written originally and what questions and answers do i want it to give that may not actually be giving me so like genesis is not written as a scientific um you know account so I shouldn't expect it to give me a scientific account. And um, so like questions about, oh, is it seven days or is it, uh, you know, one day is a, a million or a billion, you know, years or uh, kind of all these things. I think um, there's a lot of questions, things going on within the text that you could already ask, what does it mean? You know, the, there's a word day that's being used as 24 hours in the first day and the second day. There's also a word day being used as day and night, which is not what day for 24 hours. You know, there's a the word day is already used before the sun exists. Um, what do we mean by a day if there's no sun and we're not really rotating? Like, what does that mean? So I think there's a lot more like um, openness in the Genesis account. Um, and I want to be careful not to make it say something it doesn't necessarily say. Um as well as that, I do believe that the looking at the world around us and studying it is also a way to find truth. So I want to hold those two 
uh, together. So there's certain things about Genesis I, I definitely cannot throw away. But there's also some aspects where I feel like Genesis does offer freedom and it doesn't necessarily um, imply that we have to um, interpret the beginning of creation as um, uh, necessarily a strict seven day uh, event. Um, and also there's other questions like, oh, if we measure um, how far away light is and actually light is thus far a star, the light coming from a star is so far away that it, it, it's a couple of billion years uh, years away, then we have to ask the question, okay, does if we think we, creation was only this short, does this then mean that God created uh, stars that were already aged and already had sent light for a long time? Like there's, there's more complicated questions there and I, I don't necessarily feel like... Um, Genesis necessarily implies that that's what we uh, need to believe. But I do think there's things that are really important in Genesis as well. So I'm not sure if if there's more you want to ask about that. Um, Nathan, is there is more you want to ask? You have to do it after the discussion. Um, So let's do a little bit of just talking back of what we're going to be taking away from this talk. So maybe kind of, I'll even start this a little bit, like maybe there's new questions that you had or a moment of, wow, I found that really interesting. Um, And this can also be from your breakout rooms. We didn't get to unpack what you were chatting about back there. So uh, Joey, let's start with you. Um, So there were a lot of things that I've really felt like I understood and kind of resonated with because for me, like trying to figure out um, how do I say this right? So right now we're in a, I'm in a big place where I'm trying to figure out if there's a God, if, if God's real or do I believe, do I not believe? And I feel like I've always had more of a scientific mind. So I'm always like looking for proof and just trying to make sense uh, of everything. So listening to these stories and listening to these conversations, I'm like, a lot of it makes sense because for me, it's always like just trying to find a new piece of evidence, even though sometimes you can't find new pieces of evidence. And I really, yeah, I really enjoyed hearing that a lot more people think the same way. It's like, I I really want to find more evidence, but also like what happens if you can't find the evidence and what do you deal with that? So I want to take that with me while, exploring different options in life okay sounds awesome sounds like a good journey uh thanks joey uh george i was kind of curious in your end um yeah so i was in a group with jody and we're discussing just um mainly about how we base our worldview on and i guess both of us agree that we base it on certain assumptions like even in mathematics we have axioms right like two plus two is four we believe it's true and we believe that it's always going to be the same. And um, yeah, I guess I just, what I take away is that even axioms, even things that we consider solid and bulletproof are still assumptions. Like we can't 100% be certain that they're never going to change or they're going to be different. So I guess it's just like the humbling idea that even the most solid things that we know are assumptions and that even they require certain faith. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that would be it. Great. Jordy, anything you would add to that? I don't know if you're 
still there. Blink twice if you are. Yes, yes, I'm alive. Anything you would add or you're taking away from the evening? A lot of things that were talked about, a lot of interesting things. Also, like what like theoretical physics and math is really interesting to me as well. Um, and the fact that you can think about this in relation to uh, something like faith, something that I have not much experience with, per se, uh, that I have not really thought about as much as I would think about all, all this existential philosophy and like physics and the meaning of, of physics and seeing it now in a different light is also it gives a lot of food for thought hmm. and hmm. thing as well and like what we were talking about as well with George about axioms and about how everything is like um, how just science describes something different than religion like meaning and like the what and the why and how if you can think about you can think about you can make them conflict if you want or you can make them cooperate it's just how we think of them it really defines what what conclusions we get to hmm Hmm. Wow. Thanks, Jordy. Yeah. Steta, how about you? How about me? Um, let me think. Yeah, I... Yeah, what, what's... I don't know. This wasn't a very pivotal thing in uh, our talk with ML, but it's very light for me now. Like, uh, and, and I did mention it at the time. Um in the example that Sarah gave of um, the the scientist that said um, uh, humans are insignificant, um, I, I mentioned the um, the part where this seems to be in conflict has to do solely with uh, two different interpretations of the word insignificant. I mentioned the scientist, and it wasn't there. But I imagine the scientist was being a good scientist and uh, basically stayed within his field uh, because within his field, the word insignificant means like an, a deviation is, for instance, uh, standard deviation is insignificant in, in a calculation or something. In that sense, he was entirely correct and, and entirely correct. Like in the grand scheme of things, we are insignificant. but. That's a totally different field than what I imagine Sarah gave the interpretation as, meaning, oh, I don't feel insignificant. Yeah, but I, I and my point would be, uh, and, and humans don't feel insignificant. And what we do is not insignificant. I'm totally on board with that. But that's using the word insignificant in an entirely different way that I imagine the scientist didn't mean at all. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, in a few times in the conversation also, like I mentioned the same, exactly the same mechanic happened when uh, I think George used the word faith, the faith, when you say I have faith in my axioms and I have faith in the word of the classical religious connotation of faith. I mentioned those are also using two very different interpretations of the word faith and making them look the same and i mentioned they're not ah thanks Dana. yeah that's super interesting i can definitely see the differences that you're talking about with especially with the insignificant aspect yeah that's quite interesting grace how about you um 
it's funny because uh, I feel like I thought like attending the session, um, I would have my faith strengthened, but I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like it get me question even more. Like I remember last time we shared, um, I was already, I mean, last Thursday night, I was already saying like, oh, I'm questioning my faith. I just felt like a lot of things in the Bible are taken out of context, but now I'm questioning it even more. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like it's a good thing to question because I mean, if you really want to have faith, I mean, faith, faith in something, then you have to question it because that's what faith is about, right? If you believe in something that you don't see, I feel like once those questions got answered, I would like even stronger than ever in my faith. And um, I don't feel like those questions actually shake the fundamental belief of um, like of my faith in Christianity, but um, I feel like it's more like, it's a weird, it's like a double-edged sword. It cuts you, it hurts you, but on the other hand, it also strengthens you. Uh, so I think it's a very interesting session. I feel like my takeaways are quite diverse, like a little bit here, a little bit there. But yeah, overall, that's kind of how I thought about it. Thanks, Grace. And I appreciate your honesty. It's definitely what I'm hoping for, not to rock anyone's worldview, but just that we we come ready to be challenged. And so, Grace, you're like living it. It's great. So um, uh, let's see. I probably have time for a couple more. Um, let me hear from Nathan Rowing Guy. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it reminds me, but uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were with Sarah and Trevor. Trevor is gone, I believe. Um, and well, what stuck with me was our well was uh, uh, our brief discussion about our world views. And Trevor um, came up with uh, his historical um, aspect. So he looks uh, at it in a, in a historical sense uh, that um, how to prove your worldview. And he argued that um, through uh, looking at history and how people treat each other in history, um, he can confirm his own worldview. Um, so. If uh, Sarah, if I am translating this wrong, correct me. But I believe that was what Trevor was going for, um, and that was a pretty interesting discussion because there are, of course, um, well, I argued that there are a lot of things that people did with the Bible in hand, uh, which were very wrong. Uh, so um, we discussed about this a little bit, and that was pretty interesting. Um, and we also talked a bit, oh yeah, about different uh, lenses you can look through. Uh, I believe. Is there anything else, Sarah, worth mentioning? Mm. I mean, you shared a bit about your own um, kind of relationship with science and faith, and that was very interesting too. Sounds like some good things were happening in the breakout rooms, which I love to hear. Well, we have come to our time. Uh, so as mentioned, um, Sarah, I don't know how you want to handle it, but maybe just off the group chat, you can you can reach out to Sarah on WhatsApp, um, extend your questions, throw them her way. I think she would love to dialogue even more, especially if there was a sense that you didn't get a chance to push back on a question or you had some more follow-up thoughts. She'd love that, I would think. Um, can we just give Sarah a show of appreciation for doing this? Yeah, it's very exciting to have you come, Sarah. And I think you are growing to be 
a really great voice to listen to. I just love that you bring this love of poetry and science and faith and you do it very graciously. It's uh yeah, it's quite beautiful. I think you're very approachable, um, re- reasonable, and, and humble. Yeah, and just the way you think through things. So thank you so much for being with us. And for all you, yeah, thanks for joining the discussion night. Feel free to stick around if you want to chat, especially if you have any thoughts for Sarah or for me for the structure of the evening. Um, but we'll end it right there. Turn off this recording and thanks for being here. <laughs>